Oh, here we go. Um, welcome, everybody. This is the Marin County Assessment Appeals hearing for today, December 16th, 2022. Um, so we're going to do roll call. Oh, let me go ahead and swear everybody in. So, um, do you have your, all the paperwork with you? Yes, I do. Okay. So, will anybody wishing to give testimony at today's hearing please stand up and raise your right hand? Do you solemnly swear or affirm that the testimony you're about to give at this hearing will be the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth? Okay, thank you. So roll call, um, board member Sorensen. Present. Board member Rollins. And Chair Brinkerhoff. Present. Okay, thank you. Yeah, it is. There you go. Thank you. How would you like to proceed? Well, let's let's look at these uh, non non confirmed. Mr. Chair and board members, if, if I may, um, I'd like to do an overview of what's on the calendar today. Perhaps we can first start out, because we do have some applicants in the audience. Uh, we can do an introduction on the assessor's side so everyone can hear it at the same time. That might be helpful. And then I would like to do an overview of the calendar, if you uh, agree. Uh, that looks good. Okay. Uh, we, do, we do have... Lots of cases on, uh, on yeah, and one I think, or many, I suppose, one applicant. Let's right, say. and yeah. I think we can simplify that. So maybe um, I'll start off with the introductions, and then I'll go into the calendar after that. So I'm Andrea Balf with the assessor's office. I'm the chief of assessment standards, and so I wear a few different hats, um, working with the commercial properties and residential properties and working with the appeals is one of them, and I've been with the assessor's office for over 28 years. Uh, John Offerman. I'm the principal appraiser for commercial appraisals. Uh, I've been an appraiser for uh, over 32 years um, in the western United States. Uh, predominantly for property tax purposes, but um, a little bit of uh, eminent domain. And my name is David Seabee. I'm an appraiser three in the assessor's office. I've been with the office for 20 years and doing assessment appeals for about 12 years. And in the back, we have 
uh, Bill Pearson, our assistant assessor, and we have some some of our new appraisers today as well as well as Mark Pelissetti, another principal appraiser, and he's he's presently in charge of training the new appraisers that have come on staff with us, and we can introduce them at the end of the hearing if you'd like to hear a little bit more about them. Thank you. Okay, so I'll go into the calendar next. So this is the calendar for December 16, 2022. <clears throat> we have a number, we have three cases in which the hearing date confirmation notice was not received. We have MGP Northgate, and we have uh, John and Eileen Galvin Hines, and we have Path Group. So all three of those did not return the hearing date confirmation notice, and I think, I suspect that the Hines family might be with us today, but I don't see them in the audience. Um, and so we could call that case and see if they are present. Uh, we do have some direction that we were looking for from, from the board members, but if they are not present, then perhaps we deal with that um, when the case is called. The next category is the hearing date confirmation notices which have been received. So the first one is Donald Russo, and we've been in communication with him, and he indicated he would, he would withdraw, but I don't see that has come in um, to the clerk at this particular point. We have another grouping of cases with MGP Northgate, and that particular group just sent in withdrawals for all the applications. So that's no longer on the calendar, so you can cross that out. On the next page, uh, we have the Farshi case, and this is basically a decline um, in uh, value appeal, and Mr. Farshi is here today, so we expect a hearing on that. The next case underneath that is for Alma 2535 LLC, and Mr. Baraldi is the chief officer with Alma, and he is here today as well as his two appraisers. Um, we did not receive information that was uh, ordered in the last postponement request by Mr. Baraldi until last night. It was conditioned in the minutes, um, and I believe that was from, let me pull that out one moment. It was June, June. June 17th of 2022. So he requested a postponement at that point and it was conditioned that we would receive information from him, and we didn't receive, and it was 30 days before the hearing that we were supposed to receive that. The assessor did comply with the request and sent information to Mr. Baraldi. We just received his information yesterday. We did indicate in an email to him that we would be requesting a postponement to a later date. So that gives you a little bit of a summary. So we do have one hearing the assessor will be making a postponement request on Alma. And the other case, uh, there is gonna be a postponement request for PATH Group. And uh, I don't know if the Hines family is here with regards to the direction that the assessor was looking for on that case. MGP, they did not return the hearing day confirmation notice and they are not here. And I don't, did they withdraw that case, Madam Clerk? Okay. Okay. <laughs> that changes the calendar dramatically. Yes. Yes, yes. Um, well, I suppose 
what we would want to do is um, first take the withdrawals. Um, and if you could let the clerk know which ones those are, she can call them. Um, and, uh, and then we'll make sure they're withdrawn. And then we can look at the ones who have not appeared or didn't return their okay. uh, confirmation notice. Okay, so um, let's see, let's take a look here. So all of MGP, so um, case postponement is that correct we could perhaps or is that just an expected postponement perhaps, mr. chair we can start off um, underneath where it says hearing date confirmation notice not received right so we do have MGP for 210194 and the assessor has not received any information on that nor did they submit a withdrawal and so they are not here today, at least to my knowledge, and we can certainly call out to the audience to see if any representatives are here. Is there anybody here for MGP uh, 11, Northgate? Um, I notice Ryan represents them in all the other cases, so probably not here. Anybody here for them? Okay. I'll move we deny for failure to appear. I'll second motion. And I agree. Um, board member Sorensen? Yes. Board member Rollins? Yes. And Chair Brinkerhoff? Yes. Okay. okay so that moves you to got... the next case for Hines. Um, all right, let's take a look here. Is 19022200 John Hines here? Okay, so um, so that would be failure to appear. Uh, mm. Let's. Or do you want to? We'll, we'll we'll call them and make a motion. Okay. Thank you. All right. Uh, so. Um, is there, is is Mr. or Mrs. Hines, here? Uh, I'll move we deny for failure to appear. I'll second the motion. And I agree. 
Board Member Sorensen? Yes. Board Member Rollins? And Chair Brinkerhoff? Yes. Okay. And Path Group. Is there anybody here representing Path Group? So, uh, Mr. Chairman and board members, the assessor, uh, we've been in communication with our business division chief uh, because this is personal property. Right. And our business division chief would like to request a postponement on this. We have been in communication with PATH Group. They have supplied some information to us, although they did forget to submit the hearing date confirmation notice. Um, so I'm prepared to look at the calendar and propose an alternative date if the board allows. That's fine with us if you and they are willing to agree. Yes. Um, so there is, just to let the board members know, apparently the next board member or the board meeting for uh, board one is March 31st, 2023, but apparently that is a new holiday for the county. So we're going to have to figure out an alternative date for that. And I'll let you work that out with the clerk at the end of the hearing. Um, but just to expedite this postponement, um, the next board one meeting is May 19th, 2023. And so the assessor is willing to move to that date if acceptable by the board. I'll make a motion that we move path group to May 19th, 2023. Second. And I agree. Board member Sorensen. Yes. Board member Rollins. And Chair Brinkerhoff. Yes. Thank you. So down to confirmations received. Um, and you've got an agreement extending time. No, that was that this was is, to um, today. Yeah, this is Donald Russo for case number 19-0006. And we have had communication uh, with Mr. Russo's agent that he uh, wishes to withdraw, although the withdrawal form was not sent in. And I don't believe Mr. Russo is here today, but we can certainly call out to him. Is Donald Russo or his agent here today? Nope. Um, I move we deny the application for failure to appear. I'll second the motion. Okay. Board Member Sorensen? Yes. Board Member Rollins? Yes. Chair Brinkerhoff? Yes. Thank you. So we are to the back page. And as I've indicated earlier, we do, uh, the assessor is going to request a postponement on the ALMA 2535 case. And then we do expect to have a hearing for Mr. Farshi on the 20-0219. Uh, perhaps if it pleases the board that we could certainly um, call Mr. Uh, Baraldi up for ALMA first that and resolve that is issue. So, um, Madam Clerk, if you would call that case, and we can we can start that process. Of course, case twenty zero two oh nine Alma two five three five LLC.
Can you hear me now? Yes. Now we can. <laughs> good, good morning. Good morning. Um, so, okay. um, do you mind um, just um, raising your right hand so I could go ahead and... He, he was, Madam. He was oh, he was in. already? You were? Okay, yeah. perfect. Yeah, All right, then. In. All right. Proceed. So, we, while I, re I respect the request of the assessor office, um, I would like to go ahead with the meeting today to the extent that the meeting can be had. Um, the reason is the following. Um, I don't think Ms. Balf's uh, statement uh, was entirely correct. I did not request uh, for a postponement or a new date uh, was conditioned. Um, at the time of the June hearing, um, there was the fact that this form, the hearing date confirmation, we hadn't received it, so we didn't send it in. And so when I called the clerk, uh, she said that then I would fall into the case of, uh, if you do, and, I'm, and I'm quoting, if you do not return the form at least 21 days before the hearing and you appear at the scheduled hearing, the scope of the hearing will be limited to identify a new hearing date, which is what happened. So it was a sort of automatic postponement. There wasn't a condition that that postponement would be granted to me on the basis of me sending comps information to the assessor office. Um, so that's my, uh, Ms. Bob said that the extension was conditioned to me performing something, but that wasn't, that it wasn't correct. Um, there was a discussion um, at that hearing about um, us sending the comps to the assessor and the assessor sending comps to us. And I complied with that request too. It just so happened that 15 days ago, I didn't have any comps to send. Uh, because I sent the assessor office 100% of the information I had which are two appraisals, when I received them, which was the day yesterday or the day before yesterday. I sent them immediately. I read them, and then I sent them through. Um, so I, um, because of these reasons, and because in this particular case, I bear the burden of proof, uh, not the assessor, and the fact that the assessor is simply arguing that the value on roll, which has been determined by applying the inflation factor of 2% every year, um, if they're not arguing any different value, um, I would like to go ahead and present my case and let the assessor office comment uh, on the two appraisals that, I, that will be given to you to support um, my valuation. So in sum, I'm requesting to go ahead with the meeting uh, to the extent that the meeting in full can be had. And I did comply. Uh, the extension was granted, and it was not conditioned to anything. It was granted to every, as everyone else. And three, I did comply and send the assessor office the information as soon as I had it. Thank you. Mr. Chair and board members, I do have a copy of the um, ALMA postponement as noted in the minutes from June 17, 2022. I'm happy to share that with you if you'd like. 
that would be helpful. Is it possible also for me to see it? Absolutely. Um, okay, thank you. Say that again. She, she will give me. She'll, yeah. she'll give you a copy okay, also. Thank you. Yes. Mr. Chair and, and um, board members, I'd like to read the um, minutes uh, into the record, if I may. Yes, go ahead. This is um, Alma 2535 LLC, parcel number 0590805, uh, care of Alessandra Baraldi, P.O. Box 537, Belvedere, California 94920-2804. Property address is 480 Ridge Road in Tiburon. Deputy Assessor Andrea Balf and David Seavey were present. Deputy Assessor Balf mentioned the hearing date confirmation notice was not received, and therefore the Assessor's Office did not prepare for today's hearing. And that again is referring back to June 17, 2022. Applicant Alessandro Baraldi was present and requested a postponement. Deputy Assessor Balf stated the Assessor's Office has no objection to the applicant Baraldi's request for postponement, provided there is a condition that the applicant Baraldi provide supporting documentation of his opinion of value for January 1st, 2020, within 30 days of the new hearing date, further stating that the Assessor's Office originally requested such information, but the applicant did not comply. Assessor CB stated that on May 27, 2022, the Assessor's Office responded to the applicant Baraldi's 1606 request, which is an exchange of information. Applicant Baraldi agreed to postpone assessment appeal application number 20-0209 to December 16, 2022, further agreeing to provide any new information requested to the Assessor's Office. And so the uh, applicant's request to postpone was granted. And that was, again, on June 17, 2022. And both parties are to exchange information on or by December 16, 2022. Now, the assessor has complied with that request, but we just received Mr. Baraldi's information yesterday, less than 24 hours to this hearing. Therefore, the assessor is requesting a postponement. May I respond? Yes. Well, f first of all, um, I have never received a copy of uh, these minutes. Um, but as I read them, uh, in the third paragraph, where it says that Deputy Assessor Balf stated that the Assessor Office has no objection 
to applicant Beraldi request for postponement provided that there is a condition that is, you know, made up. I don't think there is anything in the statute or the law that says that if I don't fill this information in time, a new hearing date is conditioned upon anything. It's just conditioned upon me coming here at the meeting, as I did, requesting for a new date. So that condition does not exist. It was a request, but it doesn't exist in the statute or law. I'm not a lawyer, by the way, but I, I think I, I know enough to make that statement. The second thing is that um, with respect to agreed to provide new information requested by November 16, 2022, as I said, I did that. I did that. It just so happened that I didn't have any new information. It's like when people ask you, send me all your email, and you have none. You know, I cannot make them up. I sent the information when I had them, the minute I had them. Um, my understanding of this process is that the assessment appeal board is open when I paid a fee to have an appeal, which I did. Then I could come here and, you know, sing opera, and you would deny the appeal. I don't have to have a list of comps by any given date. You give suggestions that applicant may come uh, with evaluation, but, you know, that's not a compulsion or an obligation of the applicant. So by November 16, I did not have any because I had not hired yet any appraiser, but I knew that I'm overtaxed because I knew I overpaid for my property, so there was a reason for my appeal. So I did some, I did comply. There was no condition because no condition exists according to statute or law. And I sent the assessor office all the information I had, in fact, more, because they asked for a list of comps, I sent them the full appraisals. So again, because I have the burden of proof, I think that I should go ahead with my presentation. You have all the experience to question the appraisal that are given to you, as has the assessor, the appraisals have used mostly the comps that the assessor had sent me. So given that they were their comps and they're taxing me, I would expect the assessor to know their comps. Um, there is only one comp out of five that wasn't in the list of the assessor. Um, so I think I would like to go ahead with the meeting to the extent that you agree. Please support. If I could briefly respond, my name is J.C. Dardeen. I'm uh, an attorney. I represent the assessor's office. I did want to point out a couple of things in response to the comments that were made by the applicant's representative. The first is, of course, that this board had agreed that uh, the applicant would provide the information that was requested 15 days before the hearing. That's reflected in the minutes that are currently before you. The assessor had agreed to that uh, postponement of the hearing contingent on that stipulation. And the second point I wanted to make just very briefly as well is that it's absolutely incorrect to suggest that there is not a statutory or legal requirement that documents be exchanged. There are several. 
um, which I think the board is familiar with most uh, prominently is Rule 16, uh, the 1606 request that was made by the applicant in this particular case, which requires documents to be exchanged 15 days before. So it was a condition of the postponement and it is also required under property tax rules that documents be exchanged uh, in advance of the hearing, not less than 24 hours before the hearing. And the reasons for that, of course, are very well known, is that the idea here is that everyone's gonna have an opportunity for a free exchange of information and nobody is going to be blindsided with documents um, the day before a hearing. So um, again, we renew the request that there be a postponement. The assessor is entitled to have an opportunity to review the documents that are supplied. Um, and anything else? Right, yeah, okay. yeah, so uh, Ms. Balf is pointing out that the condition in the minutes was actually 30 days, but even Rule 1606 uh, in the property tax rules required at least 15 days before or there should be a postponement. Can you, can you add your response? Yeah, I think I mentioned it. Okay. So, with respect to the, I'm, I'm just gonna respond to the new information and being blindsided. I wanna make something clear about that. The applicant and the assessor, my, now it's my understanding, they have the understanding to exchange the list of comps, address, um, property identifier, value. That's it. I send them and an applicant would present, for example, an appraisal at the time of the hearing. So I send them, so the new information they talk about are the appraisals. I would have present them today. I just had the courtesy to send them to them 24 hours in advance. But the list of comps, as I said, are the list of comps of the assessor plus one there is difference. And there is one that they've used in a prior appeal. So they should know their comps because they are their comps but one and because they tax me. So they should know how to discuss their comps. So there is no new information. Uh, they would have received the information that they received last night, they would have received them today. So they're not blindsided. In fact, I had the courtesy to send them earlier more information that I was obliged to do. We're going to uh, confer a little bit among ourselves here. May I ask a question? Yes. If I understood you correctly, you said that 30 days earlier you had not yet hired an appraiser or you had not yet received an appraisal. And then the second part of the question is, when did you hire the appraiser? to do the assignment, and what dates did you receive the appraisals that were ordered? Sure. Um, so first, yeah. had, you or, had you ordered appraisals 30 days prior to the hearing? I understand that you can test that, but you were present when that was stipulated. Um, so my question is, at what point in time did you order the appraisals? That's question one. 
um, and you know, and I do not recall when I hired the appraisal. Okay, and then when, what dates did you receive, you have one or two appraisals? Two. What dates did you receive the appraisals? December 14, 2022, in the evening. Okay. So I read them in the evening, and then I sent them to the appraisal office on the 15 in the morning. Okay, and you received both the same evening? Yes, they were, um, uh, I received them just with a difference of like a couple of hours. Okay, thank you. Now we can. Now we're going to take a break here to discuss this. Um, Mr. Chair and, and um, board members, I do have a copy of the email that we received yesterday from Mr. Baraldi, if that may be helpful. Might as well put it in. And then also I want to make the board members aware, we have copies here of the two appraisals that were submitted to us, two full appraisals that were submitted to us, and we received this email, at least I received it yesterday at um, 1237. We have them too. I'm sorry. I believe you can see the dates on the appraisals. Okay. Yeah, the dates on the appraisals appear to be December 14, 2022. At least the cover letter. Thank you. We don't want to get into the merits of the case too terribly much, but um, I at least want to acknowledge that. Is it fair to say that um, in a normal situation you would receive those full appraisal this day presented to the board? We would normally receive them only at the time of the hearing. Exactly. So that's but the new information. They're what's, what's, what's under discussion is whether or not they were exchanged at the right time. And that's what we're going to be discussing with our attorney. Thank you. I, un I understand. And I think I understand I have no obligation to hire an appraisal at any given time. I could hire no appraisal. Perhaps the gentleman that is having a hearing on evaluation doesn't have an appraisal. Madam Clerk, can you make sure we're off?
Okay, back on the record. I'd like, uh, Mr. Chairman, I'd like to make a motion. Uh, first, prefacing with the statement that, uh, first of all, I appreciate the statements of both parties and the information that they've submitted. And I do recall being present at this hearing. Um, I think the minutes are pretty clear, Mr. Berardi, that um, whatever understanding you had, uh, this board had an understanding that the matter was being continued uh, to, to, to today, and both parties were required as part of that to exchange information by November 16th, 2022. I'm sorry if that, if that wasn't clear or if you didn't get a copy of the minutes, but I don't think it's fair to the assessor's office um, and I think it would be uh, contrary to the minutes and the record for us to go forward today. So I would move that um, we put this matter off to a date that is convenient to both parties um, sometime in the future. I'll make a motion that the um, hearing be postponed to the next available date, which is not March 31st. That's correct. <laughs> <laughs> Correct. So the next available date uh, for Board 1 is May 19th, 2023. Now, um, the assessor, uh, myself, Andrea Balf, uh, did discuss with Mr. Baraldi. There are two other cases that he has um, filed, two other appeal cases that he's filed, one for 2021 and one for 2022. And I'll let him speak on, on that behalf. But the assessor would like all three to be heard on May 19th, 2023. Um, but of course, uh, Mr. Baraldi needs to be in agreement with that as well, if that pleases the board. I'll amend my motion that we postpone the hearing until May 23rd, 2023, and include all three cases. I don't have the numbers to the other two, but they are for the tax year 2021 and 2022 to the May 23rd date and all be heard together. I'm sorry, may I say uh, before, before you vote on the motion, may I respond to Ms. Absolutely. Well, I'm sorry. Um, no, I, I, as I was mentioning to her um, um, in, in when, when she had this request, to, uh, this request to me is that, no, I would not like to uh, put them all together. Um, I would like to have uh, this appeal heard first. Um, whether then I will go through the uh, expense of hiring appraisal and, and other things for the other two, um, I don't know. They may become a mute point after having a hearing on, on, this particular, uh, on this particular one. 
And the assessor's not opposed to that. And just to clarify, this is for May 19th, 2023. Just to clarify. Sorry about that. <laughs> no problem. Um, since the assessor agrees, we will we propose that we move this hearing, which um, only involves the 2020 valuation date, to May 19th, 2023. Second. And I agree. Okay. Board Member Sorensen? Yes. Board Member Rollins? Yes. Chair Brinkerhoff? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, board members, and thank you, Mr. Baraldi, for your patience. We do appreciate working with you. I believe that leaves the last case uh, for Farshi, and I believe he is here today, and this will be a hearing, and this is a decline in value hearing as of January 1st, 2020, and so when the board members are ready, you are welcome to call him to the, the stand. Clerk, like to uh, call the case, please. <clears throat> okay, case 20... Dash zero two one nine Mohammed Jalili for Farsi. Sorry, apologize if I pronounce that incorrect. You may step up. As as I mentioned, this is a decline in value case, and David CB will be presenting this today. I believe this is owner occupied, is that correct, Dave? Yes, this is the let me verify the homeowner's exemption is on this property, so the burden is on the assessor's office. And Madam Clerk, I have copies of my reports for. Yeah. Good morning, Mr. Farshi. Uh, Good morning, the, sir. Uh, the assessor will be presenting their case. Um, uh, the clerk's now giving us printed information that they've prepared and she'll give you a copy also. Would the board members like a few moments to review my report? Or I'm a little bit confused. It says the address is 109 Willis Drive, Mill Valley. Correct. And the, the application says property address or location on Cedent Road, Larkspur. Oh, that's the other case. That's the Hines case. Oh, that's I think that's the Hines case. Oh. In Larkspur. Okay, that's why I've got the wrong one. Thank you. <laughs> Too many pieces of paper.
Okay. Um, let me just start with a brief uh, description of the property. Property address is 109 Willis Drive in the uh, Strawberry uh, area of Mill Valley. Uh, its uh, construction year is 1996, has an effective year of 1998. It's a four-bedroom, three-and-a-half-bath home, uh, totaling 4,523 square feet of livable area. Uh, it's located on a 24,554-square-foot uh, lot. And so we're here today because this is a, a lean date 2020 Prop 8 uh, decline in value review. The assessor is uh, recommending no change to the uh, 2020 assessed value of $2,979,787. Um, the subject property uh, was purchased on April 20th, 2007 for $2,440,000 after deduction for personal property included in the sale. Uh, the assessor enrolled $2,432,500 uh, and the annual inflation factor has been applied to that amount uh, every year since 2007 and that is how the current or the 2020 assessed value has been derived. You can see, I, um, you know, this case was postponed prior, so my photos were from, <clears throat> taken from when the first case, so I was out uh, in June of this year to see uh, the property and the comps. Those photos are there. Um, I think it's on page six, uh, there's a map of the subject and uh, the comparables, and I wanted to point out that, uh, that Willis Drive is uh, a short little street that only has three homes on it, and it, it borders the, the, the seminary, uh, so there's no homes across the street from the subject, and there is not a home on one side of the, the subject on the right side that's... Um, basically all open space. So the, the subject has privacy um, and a, a nice uh, view of Mount Tam, uh, looking straight out at Mount Tam. And then on page seven of my report, you can see the evaluation comparison summary. Uh, the, f the first comp, uh, the comp that I'm putting the most weight on is right next door to the subject, 105 Willis Drive. It sold in November of 2019 for $2,875,000. And from information received from the applicant, this is also his um, primary comp that he's using for valuation. So I kind of want to go through it a little bit and talk about the differences. Again, they're right next door to each other, the same build year, same bed bath count, but the Comp number one is smaller, uh, and I was making a, a modest $250 per square foot adjustment for the difference between the sizes of the two structures. Uh, it also has a, a, a little smaller garage. The subject has a large three-car garage with additional storage area, um, so I was adjusting uh, for the differences in the garage sizes. Uh, the... Uh, Comp number one, you know, because it did uh, sell 
in 2019, it had been updated. It had an updated kitchen and had been refreshed, you know, prior to the sale, uh, where the subject uh, last sold in 2007. Uh, I was unable to uh, get into the subject's property to um, to see the exact condition of of the property, but. Um, I'm assuming that it's, you know, with its build year in 1996, that it's still in good, good condition. Um, so, you know, making adjustments for the differences of, between the subject and comp number one, uh, I'm coming up as a as a adjusted value for comp number one at three million one hundred thirty-seven thousand, uh, which is, you know, a little bit above what it sold for, but I think it's evident that the subject property does have some superior qualities to it. Uh, the other two sales are in the, the Strawberry area. Um, uh, 10 Great Circle is just down from uh, the two, the subject and comp number one. It's a larger home like the subject, uh, has a higher bedroom and bath count also, so adjustments were made for that. Uh, it also has a, a lot more remodel work that was done. It was built in 1971, so it did having necessitating some of that remodel work, but it's um, considered to have more remodel work than the subject. Uh, it also has a little more privacy, um, and it has a, a much better um, view of the Richardson Bay, so I made a 5% view adjustment there. Uh, finally, with comp number three, um, similar build date, and uh, again, a smaller sized home, but very close in time, and um, and so those are the comps that I'm using to support my opinion of value. Uh, my opinion of value is three, $3,200,000, which is uh, significantly above the uh, property's 2020 assessed value of 2979787 So therefore, the assessor recommends no change in value for this 2020 tax year. Thank you. Questions? Um, Mr. Farishi, do you have any questions of the assessor? No, I don't have any questions. Okay, Mr. Farishi, um, your presentation? Uh, basically, I would. Uh, for uh, the most relevant uh, property, which would be the adjacent property to mine, 105 Willis. Uh, it was sold for 2875 uh, This property was extensively remodeled and tastefully upgraded. It has a fantastic view of the Richardson Bay. It has beautiful manicured front and back, back gardens. Um, our property has not been upgraded since it was built 28 years ago. Uh, it looks out uh, to this <laughs> ugly seminary uh, student housing barracks instead of the bay. Uh, it has no manicured gardens front or back. Uh, also, I would indicate 
the fact that uh, if you look at the actual market value of the three properties that uh, the appraiser is uh, using as a comp, his evaluation and the actual market value for the properties which were sold at, there are his, his valuation on all three of them is quite a bit higher than the actual market value. The sales value. The sales, the right. sales value of the properties, which indicates the true market value, not, not the appraised value according to his uh, calculations, which indicates what the true market value of my property was and I've, I've asked for, which is quite a bit uh, less indifference between what you see for these properties uh, at what they, they were sold compared to what he has appraised. The assessor have any questions? First of all, did you have any materials to present to either of us? Uh, just the, the fact sheet that I sent in uh, regarding the adjacent uh, property which was sold, 105 Willis. We have that. Mr. Farshi, was that attached to the application that you submitted? Yeah. Okay. Did you have any other evidence to present today? Anything with adjustments to your comparables? Uh, no, uh, I thought that was the most related because it was basically next door property and uh, it indicates the true value. Arcy, I don't see that attached. What does it look like? Uh, it's, it's response to requested information. I have copies if you'd like to. It was sent in. When the assessor um, initially sent a 441D request for the June hearing, uh, the applicant did supply a one-page document. Um, the 441D request asked for interior site inspection along with a list of any possible repairs or remodel work that was needed for the property. So um, you can see from the applicant's response that there is not any stated costs for repairs or needed repairs of the property. Um, and he, yeah, because he, he answered that question by saying none. Description and cost, anticipated remodeling repairs, none. Right. Um, I asked if he had any appraisals and, that, and he said his response was no, but then he, that's where he discusses uh, the comp 105 Willis next door. Um, so without having access to the property, uh, I was only able to view the subject and comp number one from the street. And the views for both of these properties are out the back or to the side. So um, information in the MLS listing for 105 Willis uh, states a Mount Tam and Richardson Bay view. 
the two, there are two photos of the view that are highly filtered between trees. Um, and I did not, on my market comparison form, I did not make a view adjustment between the two properties. Uh, one, because I don't know for sure that the subject does not have a same filtered view of the Richardson Bay uh, being right next door. I, I would assume that they uh, had similar views, and but I don't have any photos or documentation for the subject property. The filtered view of Richardson Bay for comp number one uh, is there's multiple trees and you're looking between the branches of the trees to see the water. I tried finding other sources of this photo on the internet, on the agent's website, and they were not available, and we are not legally allowed to use photos directly from the MLS in, in this setting, so. Or uh, it's, it's part of our contract negotiation with MLS. <laughs> so a lot of times when you see on our reports, when we do have photos from the internet, they're from websites other than MLS. But yes. in this case, the photos were not transcribed onto other websites like Realtor.com or Redfin.com. Um, and I also looked on the Realtor who listed the property's website. She just has one picture of the front of the property. So I, I agree with the applicant that this, the, the comp number one does have a water view, but I just it, it appears to be uh, not a very dramatic view, highly filtered, looking between branches of these are, um, I'm looking at the photo now, it looks like they're evergreen trees, so these are thick branches and you're looking between them to see uh, a portion of Richardson Bay. This is not the type of, and the subject, from my understanding, does have a commanding Mount Tam view. So when I, I look at from the street, you can see that both properties do have a view of Mount Tam and are oriented towards uh, looking towards you know Mount Tam. So I'm assume my assumption was that they both have very good Mount Tam views, and possibly 105 Willis has a very filtered view of Richardson Bay. Um, it appears so the properties below the subject and comp number one are owned by the seminary. So it's um, these trees that are in these photos, it appears are not on the prop on the, the subject or comp number one, that they're on the seminary property. So that wouldn't be something that could be remedied by just cutting down these trees. Right. If, if I may to clarify, uh, the way that the buildings are situated um, at 101, at 105, the adjacent property, uh, does not have a filtered view of the bay. It has a, an open view of the bay. And uh, uh, I would be more than happy to provide pictures uh, uh, to show that fact. Uh, it's, it's not filtered, it's wide open, the, the, the way it's situated and uh, the trees of the seminary are way below the property, and uh, uh, instead of mine, which is completely because it comes lower, the Willis is is a uh, very sh uh, uh, sharply sloped street, 
and mine is quite a bit lower than the adjacent building, 105. Uh, and mine is completely uh, blocked by all the trees of the seminary. And also, the way it's situated uh, uh, basically turns uh, away from the bay. So I just want to confirm that you do not have a view of water at all from your property. I don't, yes. Okay. But you do have a view of Mount Tam? Yes. Okay. Do you have both, evidence? Both buildings do. Do you have evidence with you today to um, no, I did, no, back I up that statement, I basically? I didn't think of it, no. Okay. Um, do you have any, any market comparison or market data with adjustments with you today? Well, I leave that to the judgment of the board uh, uh, with the value of, of the uh, bay view and water view and the uh, amount of adjustment that I'm asking for. So what I'm asking for is quite a bit less than uh, what a property with a market, uh, with a water view would command compared with one we got. Mr. Chair and board members, um, let me know uh, when I can provide a closing statement on this. I'd like to just um, basically let's, summarize. Let's see if we've got any questions here. Okay. Mr. Seavey, assuming you took that 5% that you took as a view adjustment on 10 Great Circle Drive off comp number one, by my calculations, it would still be very close to what the assessed value is. Correct, and um, I want to explain that that 5% view adjustment for 10 Great Circle, um, as you can see from the map, Great Circle is a road below Willis, so its elevation is much lower and it has a uh, so it's because it has a lower elevation its view isn't as dramatic but it is a very open view yeah, very um, and it's a very nice view so I was making a five percent I I understand the applicant lives right next door to comp number one um, so I don't want to dispute um, the specifics of what he said how their view is because he's probably been to the house, you know, he's lived next door for uh, 15 years almost. So, but I will say that looking at the photos that the agent supplied uh, on MLS, there are 48 photos. Not one photo has an unfiltered water view. Every photo of the view shows it through trees. So I would assume that an agent properly marketing a property, if it was an expansive open water view, there would be photos of it, and there are not. There are only photos of filtered views. So that's, um, I, would, I, would, I would say that a 5% view adjustment would be too aggressive, but if you were looking at um, making an adjustment, I would suggest maybe something less than 5%, but even at 5 we're still, you know, we're still at... Um, above the $3 million mark. Um, I, I also want to just go back to the size difference. Um, same bedroom and bath count, 
but the the subject property is almost 800 square feet bigger and um, at, at a class nine uh, my adjustment of $250 a square feet is, is conservative uh, with that quality of construction so you could easily argue that number to be above 300 a square foot, which would then also inflate an adjustment. And um, I also wanted to respond to the applicant's question about, you know, adjusted appraisal values, but also looking at the actual sale prices. And comp number one did sell for $3.5 million. This is, oh, so there's, that was actually adjusted downward. So I didn't, he had made the statement that I adjusted all the comps upward. Comp number two was adjusted downward, and it sold for $3.5 million. All of these comps are in the neighborhood. They're in the Strawberry neighborhood. Um, I would argue that one comp does not make a market, and so I'm including two others in appropriate time frame, very close in location, similar in appeal, and still coming significantly above the assessed value. Uh I don't understand uh, which which property you are talking about because all the comps that you have provided, uh, the sale price is. Uh, so the sale price is, is listed. So sale one. price for comp one is um, two eight seven five. Comp two is three point five. Right. And right. comp three is two nine five zero. So out, out of the three, two sold for quite a bit less than the appraised value, and one. Uh, well, your appraised value is two nine seven nine. So comp number three sold twenty seven thousand dollars less. I don't consider that significant. I would consider comp number two at three point five being significantly above. But that is when you're looking to. I was looking to find a comp closest in size. There are many homes in the Strawberry area that are under four thousand square feet. Um, but at this size um, of 4,500, you start getting into um, some of the prop. You know, that size is maybe some of the properties on Great Circle that have commanding views of the bay and are selling for six million. Yeah, those properties are really not good comps. Yeah, and I'm not, I'm not using those, but I. But yeah. it was important to find a comp that was closer in size, above 4,000 square feet, uh, and that's why comp number two is included and I think this proves that square footage is a premium in the neighborhood because it did sell for 3.5 million significantly more than the other two. I think the view is, is most important. Uh, I, th I don't think square footage is really uh, that important uh, when you have the view of the houses on the Great Circle with a fantastic view of the Bay and Sausalito and all that. Sure, I do have a question if, if Mr. Hollins is finished. Uh, Mr. Farsi, I, so your opinion of value is two million six hundred thousand seven fifty. Is that correct? That is correct, sir. And you indicate that one hundred five Willis is the uh, the best comp, and it sold for uh, two million eight seventy five. Correct. How do we get the difference between? As I indicated, Do you think your house is worth in that one when your house is a little bigger? No, I've, I've indicated all the differences in, in the, the uh, valuation that I provided. Uh, basically, 
that house was extensively remodeled. Ours is uh, the original 27 years old house. Uh, the view, which is far superior to ours. Uh, the whole backyard and front yard uh, is, is a beautifully manicured gardens. Ours is basically nothing. Uh, and uh, those are the most important differences uh, between the two properties, Do which stood next to each other. As to how much you've assigned to each of those factors? Well, collectively, I thought uh, the difference that I'm requesting compared to the appraised value uh, would add up to uh, the valuation that I've requested. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Ms. Bell. Yes, and in closing, um, and thank you, Mr. Farshi, for the information today. And Dave CB, thank you very much for this presentation. So uh, I've heard Dave try and address questions with regards to view when he hasn't been at the subject property. This is very difficult to do um, when somebody challenges their assessment and we really don't have a clear vantage point of what the property is like. But e excellent job, Dave. Um, and I think you addressed the questions the best that you could without seeing the subject property. Going back to the subject property, this was purchased April 20th, 2007 for 2440 and that's fully factored assessed value as of January 1, 2020 is 2979787 um, we have seen double-digit appreciation in homes these days, but this is the opportunity for the applicant to supply information to rebut these, the assessor's correctness, and this is under Property Tax Rule 321, um, which specifically states it's presumed that the assessor has performed his duties properly. Uh, we did meet the burden of proof by supplying the information to the board members and to the applicant today, and uh, we move that there is no change in the assessable value. Secondly, um, property tax rule 324, it, it applies to the assessor, the applicant, and to the board members that when someone is suggesting that uh, comparable sales should be adjusted, they have to provide evidence of those adjustments, and that has not been done here today. So we respectfully ask that the board uphold the value. I think I have presented the uh, differences and the adjustments uh, that needs to be done. I haven't come up with figures, uh, but uh, I leave it to your own judgment uh, uh, for the differences which are uh, extremely important, including uh, extensive remodeling, uh, the views, uh, the landscape of, of the property. Uh, those are the main factors that I have presented uh, without putting figures on it. I just left it to your own judgment. Thank you. You have a motion? Oh, my. Do we have Mrs. Skaris? 
you want. I'll make a motion that um, we accept the assessor's value uh, as the applicant has failed to provide adequate comparable information to support value. Second. And I agree. Board Member Sorensen? Yes. Board Member Rollins? Yes. Chairman Brinkerhoff? Yes. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Frajish. have a uh, 180 day yes we do port. <laughs> <laughs> there are no cases on the 180 day report it's clean either we're doing our job or we've just put off <laughs> lots of things so mr. chairman and board members I don't know if um, this is uh, certainly up to madam clerk but I believe there's there one hearing in March that uh, there needs to be determined an alternative <clears throat> hearing date uh, that could be handled by Madam Clerk can that be handled as other business outside the hearing or do you need to determine inside the hearing okay okay I had not had a chance to look any of those up or discuss them okay. with the family. Um. Okay, and then um, if Same. if worse gets worse, I could probably just scatter those cases to other hearing dates provided that we're okay with the two-year deadline mark on some of the cases. I have to check because I think some right. cases were... If you just want to get back to me, that's fine. Sorry, we didn't have much of a chance. I know. We only got that 24 hours ago. <laughs> I know, I just got it. I was like, oh my right, God. Right, right. Understood. Okay. Once the hearings close, we would like to introduce our new appraisers to the board members. Okay. I think uh, we've seen everything, so... Uh, I'll move we adjourn the hearing. Second. Concur. Meeting adjourned. Thank you. Okay. I will have Mark Pellicetti, um, one of our principal appraisers, come up and introduce the new appraisers to you. <clears throat> Hi, Mark. Welcome. 
give them back to right. her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so.